the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live, and uh, I have the privilege of being your host. And it is an honor and a privilege, and I thank you for being on that side of the microphone and allowing me to be on this side of the microphone. It's about six minutes after the top of the hour. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Just a quick note, I have the privilege of preaching at Bible Baptist Church of West Union, Ohio, this coming weekend for uh, Father's Day. I'll be there Sunday school, morning service, evening service, all three services at uh, Bible Baptist Church in West Union, way, 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 way down in uh, the southeastern portion of Ohio. Although uh, the signal for AM880 comes in loud and clear this time of year down there. So, yes, we have a lot of listeners down there. Anyway, looking forward to being down there, and uh, it has been a long, long time since I've had the privilege of preaching a Father's Day message, and I am looking forward to it. So if you live in that area and you don't have a good Bible-believing church, I'd love to see you Sunday at uh, Bible Baptist Church of West Union, Ohio. Well, the Southern Baptist Convention has made it clear that they are still solidly complementarian. Uh, This morning, a a vote was taken. Well, let let me back up. Let me back up to give you a little background in case you you have not known what's going on. Uh, One of the largest Southern Baptist churches in the country has been Saddleback Church in California. That's the church that uh, Rick Warren and his wife founded many years ago, uh, pastored for way over 30 years, uh, retired, what, a year ago? My goodness, maybe it's been two years ago. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, Rick Warren, throughout his entire ministry, has been complementarian. Again, quickly, for those who do not understand the technical terms, when people view the role of women in ministry, there are two basic uh, camps. There are the egalitarians and the complementarians. The complementarians believe that men are the only ones qualified to be pastors. I don't know of any complementarian 
that does not see the worth of women. It has nothing to do with value or worth, but role. Um, And they believe that Scripture is clear. Paul and other portions of Scripture make it clear that an elder or a pastor needs to be a man. Uh, Bishop must be the husband of one wife, and on and on and on, and many of the things that Paul said about women in leadership. It does not mean that women are second-class citizens by any means, Uh, but that's the complementarian view. Then there is the egalitarian view, which says there is no difference between men and women in ministry. Women are just as qualified, can be called of God to be a senior pastor, um, the elder of a church. There is no difference whatsoever. And they use several verses of Scripture. There's no difference between men and women, Jew and Gentiles, and so on and so forth from the book of Romans. So those are the two basic camps. And it's all about Women, not it women in ministry, but women in senior pastor roles, pastoral roles. Okay. The Southern Baptist Convention has historically been complementarian. Men pastors. Rick Warren, historically, for way over 30 years, has believed that, taught that, preached that. Uh, almost all of the leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention have held that position. Well, about three years ago, Rick Warren said he had, I don't think he used the word epiphany, but he changed his theological position, and he has given extensive uh, uh, statements about how he came to that and how he is now interpreting Scripture differently uh, than he did for all the rest of his ministry, and he said it was a terrible mistake, uh, that he was complementarian, and now he's not. And so he led Saddleback into an egalitarian role where they were ordaining women pastors. And in fact, uh, when he resigned and retired from being senior pastor of Saddleback, his successor is a man-woman team. They are both pastors, and then they ordain several women to be pastors and so on and so on and so forth. Okay. Well, the Southern Baptist Convention has what they call the Baptist Faith Mission. Baptist Faith, Baptist, Baptist Faith, uh, anyway, it's their, it's their doctrinal statement that they agree upon. And, uh, well, part of that, Baptist Faith and Message, that's it. Uh, part of it is men pastors and not women. So there were a lot of people that said, whoa, 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 whoa. Probably the best-known Southern Baptist Church in all of America now disagrees with the doctrinal, the official doctrinal statement of the Southern Baptist Convention. So a lot of people said, well, why are they still Southern Baptist? They no longer agree with us. And thus began the huge, big controversy. And last—I don't remember when it was. I want to be accurate. The executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention voted— to disfellowship Saddleback Church. Uh, each church in the Southern Baptist Convention is completely autonomous. Uh, you are you become a member of the Southern Baptist Convention completely voluntarily. And uh, anyway, the executive committee says, eh, no, uh, we can't, we just can't accept you any longer because you disagree with us on this important doctrinal issue. 
Well, rather than just going away, Rick Warren decided to appeal it, which he had every right to. And he became literally obsessed with this thing. If you follow him on social media, he became obsessed with this and appealed on the floor of the convention. Uh, Dr. Albert Muller, president of Southern Seminary, gave the other side. And to make a very long, painful, and divisive story short, they finally voted whether to uphold the expulsion of Saddleback Church. Well, the expulsion was upheld by an 88.46% vote. Almost a 90% vote said, Rick Warren, we appreciate you. We appreciate all you did at Saddleback, but you are no longer walking in fellowship with us. So the disfellowship motion that was made by the executive committee months ago was upheld by the messengers at the convention yesterday. Forgive me for taking so long on that, but for those of you who are not really familiar, I didn't want to just throw it out. I wanted to at least try to explain. Uh, The vote was uh, 9,437 votes to expel Saddleback Church, 1,212 votes against it. So it was 88.46% as opposed to 11.36%. And uh, out of all of those ballots, 19 were disallowed for uh, whatever reason. So, the Southern Baptist Convention, there's a lot of controversy, and I'm really, really praying that there will be unity in the Southern Baptist Convention. What they have done in the work of Christ is immeasurable, and it's important And uh, right now they're divided on a lot of issues. But anyway, they have clearly, overwhelmingly said, uh, we're going to continue to be complementarian by almost a 90% vote. Now, will Rick Warren simply go away and be quiet? I hope so. I really do. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Is it possible that common sense is showing signs of uh, returning to the American spirit? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Uh, I am surprised by this new Gallup poll. And I'm pleasantly surprised. I said this a few days ago. I don't know whether I don't know whether you were listening, and I don't remember what day it was. But I said a few days ago, my hope and my prayer is that the liberal progressive left, particularly in the issue of sexuality and so forth, will become so bad, so bizarre, so insane that people even on the left, will wake up and say, you know what? That's just not right. Uh, For instance, what happened at the White House over the weekend? The uh, gay pride celebration where there was semi-nudity 
on the lawn of the White House in front of the president and first lady. Yeah. Uh, Again, my hope and prayer is it is they go more and more and more to the left and bizarre and more radical that people will finally have their conscience revived and say, whoa, wait, Uh, no, 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 this this is wrong. We may be seeing some of that. We may. Here is a brand new Gallup poll, and as you know, Gallup is certainly not a conservative organization. They are certainly not controlled by Republicans, and I am looking at a page from their own website. So this headline is produced by the folks at Gallup. Headline, more say birth gender should dictate sports participation. Yeah, Dateline Washington, D.C. Gallup, quote, a larger majority of Americans now, 69% than in 2021, 62%, say transgender athletes should only be allowed to compete on sports teams that conform with their birth gender. So in other words, back in 2021, just two years ago, Gallup took the poll and said, hey, should uh, men, biological men, who identify as women be able to compete against biological women? Well, in 2021, 62% said, "Uh uh-uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. You should only be able to allow, you should only be allowed to compete in athletic events that conform to your birth gender, not your identification, not your transgenderism, and so forth. So in 2021, 62%, now that's a real solid majority of Americans opposed transgender athletes competing against people. Of the of a biological gender uh, as opposed to themselves. Today, now, the sixty two percent has become sixty nine percent. I think we could easily round that up and say seventy percent. Nearly, not quite, but nearly three fourths of all Americans have had some kind of an awakening and say, you know, common sense tells me that a biological male has advantages physically and athletically over a biological female. 69%, we, again, we can say 70%. And to me, the encouraging thing is, that percentage is actually increasing. There is an awakening. And the more, the more we see these transgender athletes compete and how incredibly unfair it is. Remember Leah Thomas? When Leah Thomas, the man pretending to be a female, was competing against males in swimming, against other men, he was somewhere around number 400 in America in collegiate swimming, 400. He transitions to female and all of a sudden becomes number one in the country. I think any reasonable person, regardless of their political persuasion, would go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. 
Yesterday, I told you about the cycle race, not motorcycle, bicycle race in North Carolina. A transgender woman, a biological male pretending to be a woman, won the event five minutes ahead of any of the females. Five minutes. It wasn't even close. And so I think people are waking up. And uh, as I, I said yesterday, and I've said it many times, this essentially is a women's issue. If women just absolutely refused to compete against men and just said, I'm sorry, not going to do it. It's not fair. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my teammates. We are simply not going to compete. Uh, This issue would go away pretty quick. And we've got a few. Riley Gaines, the um, acclaimed swimmer from the University of Kentucky, has put her reputation, her profession, her future on the line. And she is literally out on the front lines testifying before Congress, uh, appearing on TV programs and radio programs, pointing out just how incredibly unfair it is. She has received many, many death threats, etc. She's paying quite a price, but she's willing to do it. And um, as we see more common sense returning to the American mentality, hopefully we will see the end of some of this just nonsense. And one of the most amazing things to me, where are the feminists? The feminists who fought so hard for equality in women's sports, who fought so hard to get um, Title IX, where women could have equal footing in college athletics and so forth. Where are those women? Well, they're on the liberal left. And I think we're seeing they really don't care about women. But this Gallup poll gives us at least some encouragement. All right, we're going to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 